You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. We're back on Wake Up Springfield. Bon Jovi's bringing it in. He's wanted dead or alive. And our congressman, you're wanted alive only, sir. Eric Burleson, good to have you with us this morning. How are you? Good morning. Well, there are some who don't agree with that. (laughs) Uh, Well, we we agree with it. We want you alive. So, hey, um, shout out. We just had some donuts brought over here. Rod, you enjoyed that, didn't you? Not, I don't know why I called you Rod. Oh, I'm no. I'm I'm, I, well, Rod? I'm re- I haven't had time to eat one yet, but I'm getting ready. No, the 7th District brought us donuts this morning. That is so awesome. So, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you there. So, you had your team bring it over. So, thank you. And shout out to Miss Loy. She brought us over some. So, that's awesome there. So, let's dive into this. It's so cool. I see you all over the place. You know, our congressman here in the 7th District. You're on with Steve Bannon. You know, he was, uh, I think he tried to throw a jab at you, man, at the start of the interview. <laughs> He's like, aren't you a team player? Why don't you go down to the border? And you had a great reply. I mean, so tell us about that experience. What's going on? Well, I, I kind of, um, they, they knew that I was, that I wasn't going to go. And I had made a comment that, um, it, Chip Roy had made the same comment that it, he and I are actually on the same text thread, Chip Roy and I, and we were both saying, whenever people were debating whether or not to go, Chip and I were both saying, you know, we've been down there. Like what's for us, what's the point in going back? Like, I don't want to, I don't need to go back to the exact same location and see what, and the the truth that we've all knew too, that they were going to divert the immigrants to a different place. So we wouldn't see the, the actual problem. And so you really were just going down for the press conference. And I, I felt like I've already been there. I don't, for me, the value would have been to learn something. And so, um, but, and so Bannon knew, and he was, I think in a way he was trying to say, he's trying to get me to blame them for doing a press conference. But, but I think that they need, there's some people that needed to go down there. Yeah. There's a lot of members that it, they don't have the same heightened level of awareness and a lot of the, a lot of those members that, you know, are close to the speaker are going down there for the first time. So hopefully they come back with a lot more resolve to fix the problem. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, after you went, I think you had some of our local, did you go down with some of our local um, state reps and senators? Is that, is that correct? No, I went with um, Andy Biggs. He's out of Arizona. Okay. He leads. In fact, he led this trip uh, for the for the speaker. He he's kind of the border uh, guru or swami or whatever you want to call it. But he, yeah, I went with him and, and Tim Burchett out of Tennessee, which was a hoot. If you've ever seen that guy, he is one of the. He's probably the funniest member of Congress. <laughs> so he's like our congressman from, um, or, or the senator from um, Louisiana. Um, the guy that comes up with, I forget. Oh, yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Kennedy. He's always funny too. So, well, so, but this dive, I mean, this, the Southern border, I mean, the numbers are just crazy. People are saying now, Jim Jordan say it's probably going to be 12 million that come in underneath President Biden. Like, just, what, what do you, what, what's going on? Yeah, what I think uh, people should be paying attention to because this is kind of getting to be 3D chess is Joe Biden is trying to, out of one side of his mouth, say that um, he's working with the Democrats, with Chuck Schumer, 
and they're working with the Senate Republicans to find a solution on the border. Well, we, and well, at the same time he's doing that, he's suing Governor Greg Abbott that, that came yeah. out this week. But he's suing Governor Greg Abbott, who is going to use, you know, who, who is, has the audacity to dare to use his own state resources to enforce the federal immigration laws that Joe Biden isn't going to enforce. Yeah. And so I, it makes, it, it should, that right there should force everyone to come to the conclusion that this whole thing that Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer are doing is just kabuki theater. That's all that it is. Yeah. They're, they're, the solution that they're coming up with is going to give them flexibility to continue to do what they do. While at the same time, it's going to give them a political win, right? It's going to, it's so, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to pass something that doesn't actually fix the problem, but that, but lie to the American people that we are fixing the problem. Yeah, that's the problem, though. See, that's how I see it. So, like, you know, because you're right on. I mean, you know, Biden sued the governor of Arizona to take down, you know, those barriers that he had up. He sued um, Texas, you know, to take down the the floating barriers. Now he's suing them so they don't, you know, arrest the illegal immigrants to their state patrol when they see them. And then at the same time, he's saying, hey, well, if the Republicans give me more money, we can fix this problem. He doesn't want to fix the problem. He wants to spend the money on what drones and more judges and processing people coming through. You guys want to spend it on closing the border. I mean, is that what I'm understanding and seeing? Well, we, we our view is that you don't need money to close the border. The Donald Trump did it without any additional money. In fact, the Democrats uh, strangled his his funding when he when they got into power. If you remember, he was trying to figure out any way he could to divert money from other programs to the border. In fact, I, I remember that's uh, Roy Blunt famously voted against that and sided with the Democrats yeah. for, for a legitimate reason. Um, he was, he was, he, there was concern that if we allow Trump to do this, that future administrations could completely ignore appropriations from the legislature and just executives would basically have tyrannical power over the budget. And so I, I think Roy had a valid, valid concern at that time, but that, but that gets, I, I go back to stress the point that Donald Trump didn't have any financial resources. He made all he did was make changes to the policy and the, those changes to the policy uh, shut down, effectively shut down the border. And when Joe Biden got into office, he completely unwound those policies. So he knows exactly what he needs to do to fix the border. Yeah. They just are not willing to do it. Well, so Mayorkas keeps coming out and saying, well, um, they, Congress needs to change the laws. Well, you guys passed um, legislation and said, hey, here's what we recommend. What what are they waiting for? And is that's first first off with Mayorkas in, you know, what do you what do you see this impeachment process going with him? Uh, okay, so I, well, I, I think that Mayorkas is is more. I think that there's a lot of members who recognize that uh, he he is an egregious example of of someone who is um, violating the law within the when the within the executive branch. But there's also folks like me who think he's he, he, uh, any any time spent on him is wasted time because he's just a stooge of Joe Biden. He's doing what the Biden administration wants him to do, and. While I, I will vote to impeach him, I really think that the, the, real, the real fight is, uh, is the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. And so that's, that's what I, where I'm kind of focused. 
So where is that, you know, um, standing? I know we still have that. We have the Hunter Biden probes. Our, one of our very own Jason Smith's helping lead that. Where are those investigations standing right now? So I, I, I think what we've, the fact that we've, right before we left for break, we were in, we had a vote to have impeachment inquiry. Yep. And now that we've had that vote, uh, Jamie Schumer's office, Jim Jordan's office, Jason Smith's office, their investigative staff okay. have the, have a greater authority to go and get more facts. So we're just and, investigating and, that. And, and whenever I come back on Tuesday, at, there's a four o'clock meeting where we'll get a debriefing as to what we learned over the last few weeks. Okay. So they are doing the investigation. It's kind of like it's the law, but I mean, it's still happening. The American people, we can rest assured that's not going to go away and just die. Yes, sir. Yes. That's what we exactly. like to hear. Um, the Biden family crime syndicate. I love to talk about that. I think that you do as well. Um, you know, do you think he's going to like, you know, cause I mean, they're, they're, they're getting more and more evidence about Hunter and his shenanigans all the time and, um, the stuff that he's doing. You think they're going to force Biden to fall on his sword and, and, um, and just bow out? Or do you think he's going to try to drag it to the finish line and be the nominee? You know, I don't know. I, I think that, I think you're asking a good question in that, um, I think you're kind of leading to this that it's even, even if we're, we don't get to the point where we have enough to force the Senate to impeach Biden because the house I think can impeach Biden. There's enough evidence. The Senate is probably not going to do it, but, but you, but the, but that's a bigger strategic question is that what is Joe Biden going to do when his son is, is walking into a prison cell? Is he going to pardon his son what what is he actually going to do? And if, if if he's forced to make a decision before the election, I I don't know what he'll do. Yeah, because uh, think about this: like if he, he, I don't know that the Biden, you know, the Hunter Biden stuff's going to be played out before the election, right? And if he loses the election, he doesn't have pardon power. So maybe does he fall on his sword right. beforehand and make a deal? You know, hey, leave my son alone, I'll go away. Well, I think what they would probably do is is probably wait until after the election regardless because if if hunter ends up being prosecuted you know in an expedient time and he does go to prison it, it would only be for the months between now or and november or whatever time that is in november and then from november to january biden could pardon him and whoever else he wants to pardon yeah. himself probably i mean <laughs> you think it's a how how close okay so like let's look at this and this is purely irresponsible i mean you're just speculating okay but like you know how your computer logs up it's like 60 percent ready 70 percent ready like what percentage are we ready to see the full details of the biden family crime syndicate shenanigans so i would say probably we have 50 percent or more that we still have to see but let me let me let me explain we the, we probably but we have probably looked at eighty percent of the overall information. Yeah. And when I say, but the biggest chunk, the most juicy part of this investigation is what has been pushed to the very end, and that is the actual bank records of the Bidens themselves. Okay. And so that that's why I think that it will we will we have been kind of te- tinkering around the edges here and kind of slowly moving our way in. And now we're getting into the real stuff. Yeah. And I think it'll move quickly. Well, Congressman, I'm thankful for you. I remember a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, 
you said when you were looking at it, you told them, check out the life insurance. That's how you can hide money. So thankful for the wisdom and the insight that you're bringing there. Keep working for us. Keep fighting for us. We appreciate you. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you, too. All right. Hey, go do your thing. Congressman Burleson, there he is, 7th District. He's our congressman. Doing a great job there. So, hey, um, man, we got a great show still lined up for you. If you remember around Christmas time, um, I was being totally like, um, man, they were coming after me, man. They were trying to scare me and um, trying to get a brother down and bring these um, all this little devil elf into the studio. It was a hostile work environment. I'll just say that. And Don, you did nothing to support me. Um, but so and I had to I'm do, sorry, Alex. Yeah, I yeah. laughed at you. Yeah, I don't think you're sorry at all. I think you're <laughs> laughing at doing this exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So I had to do some investigation myself. Carla, she's like our the, the big boss. This here. goes to the highest levels of this organization. It does. And so, but I found out one of them that was used in um, all this craziness. And I'm bringing her in. I'm putting her on the hot seat. Um, Teresa Collier, she's going to be here in an hour at 8.30. You don't want to miss that, the, the the devil elf. But next, we're going to be talking to Mike Bartell. We're going to be talking about this human trafficking with all that's going on with the Epstein list and um, Ghislaine, however you say her name, Maxwell. Um, we want to kind of talk about the bigger picture overall is human trafficking. And so Mike Bartell with Free International, he'll be with us next. 